Hey, want to jump in here and just bring back up episode 250, Toys for Tots campaign put together by Seller Labs. It is such a great opportunity. I was with the seller on Friday. Uh, their team is working on it. I'm very, very excited. This is a chance for you to use the skills that you personally have developed. You've got sourcing muscles. Not many other people have it. And this is a chance where we can take and use our skills to help those less fortunate. All the information's on episode 250. Such a great cause. Give back, give back, give back this time of year. Thanks. Pure Q4 is going good. It's a great time to be selling and sell a lot. Watch your repricers. I just got whacked on one, lost $15 a unit. I didn't lose. I lost in profit because I should have blocked one. Wasn't paying attention, so please do. Let me tell you about a couple sponsors. Um, you know, Scope from Seller Labs. If you're not using it to even just to take your wholesale accounts, of course you got to use it for private label, right? You need to understand the keyword. You want to understand a keyword? Go look at your competitors, get their keywords, and then use them. That's smart business, right? Because they already have proven that proof of concept. But take the same approach to your wholesale accounts. Make sure that those keywords are in there. If not. Upload those changes. Many times you can't, but many times you can. Take advantage. Scope from Seller Labs. Go to sellerlabs.com slash scope. Use the code word momentum. Save a few bucks. Get a few keywords. Get your listings found. Got to find that keyword and scope will be the product that will help you there. Solutions for e-commerce. Karen Locker, you know, again, you hear me talk about her because she is my account manager. She's been doing a great job. Again, I had some stranded listings and I noticed them down there on the bottom right hand corner. They're gone. I look back and they're gone. And I see stuff submitted. I see stuff returned. It's such a great process because I don't have to pay attention to that. I can pay attention to the other parts of our business. Solutions for e-commerce slash momentum will save you 50 bucks. Lowest price she offers and you still get the inventory health report. Take a look at it. Get set up for 2018 now. Tell Karen I sent you. When you're thinking about um, Q4 lists, and I hope you don't use them just Q4. I hope you use them all year long. Again, you want to learn how to fish, right? And so the best thing to do when you're buying a list is look at what they're doing and how they're doing it, and then figure that out on your own. That's the approach that Gay Lisby uses in her million-dollar arbitrage list. It is closed for the rest of this year. However, I have asked them and they have said they would do it. If there's an opening, they will pull from the wait list. Okay, so I have the link out on my uh, site on this episode that'll have a, uh, a link that'll take you right onto the wait list. So get on the wait list if there's something that you're interested. Remember, she's going to give you a seven-day free trial, so there's nothing to lose. But then once you get in there, take advantage. Learn how to fish, right? Sharpen your tool, you know, sharpen your skills, I guess is the right phrase I should use. Okay. So again, I have that link out on this episode. So jump out there and get on that list. You know, GoDaddy and uh, Grasshopper are both national sponsors of the show. I'm very fortunate. Um, I have a third one coming on in February. I'm very excited about that. But GoDaddy, I use them uh, just with somebody who had a great idea for uh, for a domain. And I'm like, use my link, save 30%. 30%. Yes, they pay me. We all know that. However, 30% is real. I use it myself because I want to save the 30%. So it's trygodaddy.com and slash momentum, right? Trygodaddy.com slash momentum, and you're going to save 30%. Grasshopper's the same deal. Trygrasshopper.com slash momentum, and you're going to save 50 bucks. Um, I saw somebody else just signed up for it. The service makes you 
a professional. All of a sudden, your business has a phone number, has a vanity phone number. You can kind of create your own one if it's available. But you don't need a second phone. And I think that's the big thing. It's not Google Voice, which is choppy. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. This is professional stuff. Press 1 for customer service. Press 2 for my Amazon account manager, which would go to Karen's team. I mean, this is a great opportunity. So it's trygrasshopper.com slash momentum. Save 50 bucks. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 256, Glenn Zubia. Glenn's name came to me, I guess, a bunch of times over the last year from a bunch of different sellers. And, you know, I always take recommendations and, you know, I pace myself and I try to meet them and that kind of thing. And uh, somebody else just recommended him. So I had to reach out to him. And man, what a great, great, um, I'm very fortunate I did. Super cool dude. I love his style. I love, I love that he's figured out for himself what works for himself. And I think that that's one of the coolest things for a young guy to get. And it's just so cool to see. And man, what a, what a great story. Great, uh, great guy, real smart. Um, definitely reach out to him um, if you want to find out more. Let's get into the podcast. All right. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very excited about today's guest. His name has come up so many different times. And we were talking in the pre-interview. I've I've heard his name over the last couple of years. I'm, I'm betting a half a dozen times, which is a lot. <laughs> I made you think about that. Glenn Zubia. Welcome, Glenn. Thanks for having me. I'm super pumped to be on. I'm super pumped to have you on, man. You, uh, <laughs> you get around. You, like me, get around. <laughs> <laughs> That's very, very true. <laughs> we we travel in similar circles. We just haven't crossed paths. I don't. Have we have we met face to face yet? Uh, no, we haven't. Uh-uh. Okay, okay. And so yet we know a lot of mutual people. So you're based in Texas, and you're a relatively young guy. Why <laughs> why why are you in the e-commerce world when you can be in any other world in the world? What what would it be that you would tell your grandparents why you do what you do? Well, I'd probably say, number one, I do what I do because I was drowning in student loans. Oh. <laughs> and, I yeah, I was drowning in student loans. Um, at the same time, I just also felt like I needed to do something different, I guess, for myself and and creativity. So it was a little mixture of both, I would say. And do you love it? I mean, would you, you know, because everybody always says, hell, you got to do something you love, Steve. I mean, that's what you want to do. Would you say you love it? Oh, yeah, I love it. I think just like the thrill of the hunt and meeting new people every, you know, meetup or conference or seminar, networking. I just love every aspect of it. Hmm. Do you now, this, is, this isn't your first job. I'm going to call it that three-letter word, job. Um, <laughs> this isn't the first thing you've done since getting out of school, is it? Uh, no. So okay. after yeah, after college, um, I got that full-time you know, job. What was that, your degree uh, in? What was your degree? Uh, uh, graphic design. So oh, Bachelor okay. of Art in, in Graphic Design. Wow. And um, I had been working uh, part-time in college at the university. And when I graduated, they hired me full-time so I was brought in as a graphic designer, um, eventually moved up to marketing coordinator uh, after a couple of years, and then I just I, I had to do something new. And at the same time, my eBay business was was doing good on the side, and I was, I was actually making more money doing that. 
um, than I was my full-time job. So I knew it was time to really make a change. So it was a side hustle to help supplement what you weren't earning in the academic world to cover, you know, to have a life. <laughs> because by the yeah. time you're done with student loans and stuff, right, you probably didn't have much of a life. Oh yeah, it it was just pretty much you know I owed a little bit over like fifty thousand total when it came to oh. like student loans and car and credit cards that I was paying books and it was just man it was it was tough to really get out of that and fifty thousand in college today you're getting away pretty cheap because I've I know heard, I've heard of people with two to three hundred thousand I'm like oh my god oh I know that's uh, it's out of control I think at this point yeah once you're in in that type of hole I mean you really have to think about how you're gonna be able to just like get a house or a car or something. They don't even want to give you other things or, or earn other things because you're so already just deep in the debt. It's it's really really tough. And and if I I read that they put um, some of those payment plans on a 30 year amortization. So can you imagine <laughs> paying for college? You know, 30 years into your career, I'm getting ready to retire. <laughs> and and my student loan will also be done. I'm like, what? Oh, man, I know. I've heard this. I have someone else that, that told me something about that, too, like a 30-year plan. My, mine was a 10-year plan. And even then, I was like, man, 10 years from now, just barely uh, paying them off. I, was, I have to do something. Oh, that's it. It terrifies me to think of. Fortunately, my youngest is going to graduate next year, and so uh, with no debt, and so um, oh, it'll be behind me. And then I have grandkids, and yeah. you know, it's funny. We all contribute. You know, it's such a different generational thing um, because I'm a college graduate, and my mm -hmm. son, my older son's a college graduate. So when we're working towards our grandkids, the expectation is they're going to go to college. I mean, it's just the way it is, right? Yeah. But we're all putting money towards that. Because we all know what it's going to cost, and so mm -hmm. I can. I mean, every Christmas is coming. Guess what? They don't care about another toy. Although I have a warehouse full of toys, they care. <laughs> about, my my son cares about that check going in, and then you know every birthday and stuff. And then my son's father in law, same thing, and then them. Mm -hmm. And it's it's weird how you know they're five, two, and three, two months, three months. And yet we're already going there. That's a sign that there's a problem, right? We already have yeah. to, yeah, it, we shouldn't have to, we shouldn't have a, a, this long-term plan just to get them in. So anyway, <laughs> okay. So you went to school and, and what were they talking to you about school? I mean, did they think you were crazy when you left? Like, how would you leave such a good job and, and go to, to sell uh, t-shirts out of your trunk of your car? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> well, so at the time, I was I was really just doing a lot of like the garage sales. I eventually went into FBA, and then I was doing a lot of you know like RA and everything like sure. that. Mm -hmm. But um, eventually, it went into like merch by Amazon, which I'm really doing a lot of merch by Amazon and eBay now. Um, but at the time when I quit, I think I was really doing a lot of um, just eBay garage sales and a lot of the ROA RA that I do for eBay. Um, did they think you were nuts, though? I mean, like, why would you oh, yeah. give up this good job? I, what's yeah, your What's your family say? My family, it was weird. I might, I think my, well, my dad, my mom. I mean, they they were supporting me because they knew they saw me miserable every morning okay. when I was leaving. Like, I had to wear, you know, the full, um, you know, button up shirt, the tie, the slacks, and, oh. and make sure to keep up with all of that. And and people would ask me like, oh, where do you work, and everything. And, like you you're know, some big something. executive, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And and at the time, like I just didn't, I didn't even feel like that. I felt I was almost kind of going through like a mini depression because I had so many student loans and trying to figure out what made me happy. And so that I know it didn't. Um, but my parents are really supportive. But everybody else outside of that, friends, you know, kind of the outside 
uncles and aunts and stuff they're like man you're crazy you have you have full-time benefits you have full-time career all this stuff you've they're putting money of course in your you know text retirement and everything and i was like yeah but i'm not happy and and I, I knew I had to make a change. Well, you know, it's interesting as a young guy to make that decision because, quite frankly, you could have been trapped by those student loans. They could have stifled mm-hmm. you like you have to have a job because you have to make those payments. Well, no, yeah. there are other ways to make those payments. I'm assuming you didn't let them amortize the full 10 years, did you? No. <laughs> I, well, I cut it down to five. So. so think about that, though. How many of your friends are going the full 10? Oh yeah, I have a friend right now. He he's struggling. He he owes probably around the same, I think, as as I do, and and even my brother too. He's trying to figure out what he's gonna do. He went to school over there in Austin, and he's he's trying to pay that off too. And both of them are are both on the ten year plan. And I know it's it's gonna take a while. It's tough. And, and for ten years, you're 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 hamstrung. I mean, basically, you you have no freedom. Now, do they have side hustles like you? Were they willing? Are they willing to sacrifice like you did? Um, my bro, I think both of them are, are learning a little bit more and more, but I know that it just takes like a totally different mindset and yeah. person mm-hmm. to get things done, um, like this. And not everybody has that. And it might be like a mini side hustles, I would say, but, um, yeah, it, I think it just has to be the right person to really push through. Cause there's a lot of, a lot of work that goes into it. When you push through uh, doing something that was probably, you know, you're an artist, right? I mean, if you're a graphic <laughs> designer, you have that art edge about you. Mm-hmm. And so merch coming along had to be like the clouds opening for you, the you know, the <laughs> angels, right? I mean, I, I've seen uh, – I have a friend, uh, Rob, who listens. Uh, mutual, uh-huh. He's local to me, and he sent me a picture of his merch stuff the other day, and it's like, oh, my goodness. But <laughs> he owns a sign company, and they do in-house graphic design. So guess what? This is his lane. And yet he kills oh, it on yeah. FBA, and he kills it on eBay. I mean, he's, he's really he's, – he's one of those guys. Yeah. But but to be able to find your lane – and if you didn't start – I mean, think about this. If you didn't start on eBay and Amazon and FBA and all that, could you have gotten to merch? Maybe, maybe, maybe not, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe, you wouldn't maybe have, not. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, think of what you know. How much easier is merch knowing that you can upload – I mean, you've been uploading stuff to FBA forever, right, or you yeah. know, creating listings. So you don't have those learning curves. So you know, I, th- I think it's cool um, that – a guy like you can figure it out. So are you not doing as much FBA because of merch? You're so successful in merch and, and keeping the eBay thing going. Yeah. eBay has always been kind of like a big part of me. Um, even when I was younger, I joined it in, in 2000, mostly because of like sports cards and me and my cousin, that was like their main thing that we, we love to collect and also sell. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then when I got back into eBay later on, cause of the student loans, it was more of, you know, thrill of the hunt and garage sales. So I kind of kept that always going when I started to do FBA. Um, uh, I really liked it a lot, but then when merch came, like you said, it was like Chris green had those angel wings on. <laughs> I, I learned it from him because he, he was the one that, that really, really brought it up first. And he, there was an interview, um, in 2015 and no one was talking about it. And and Chris Green was actually supposed to be talking about Q4, but he kept on mentioning merch. I was like, when is he going to get into like Q4 FBA stuff? And then he never did. It was mostly just like, oh, merch, merch, merch. And I was like, he keeps talking about it. I need to sign up right now. And I signed up with, you know, there was no, you didn't have to get accepted. It was it was really, really early. I was still on, on RA Q4, you know, FBA mode. So I really didn't upload anything yet. But um 
as soon as like December rolled around mid December, I was like, I need to go and really, really figure this out. Cause I know this is definitely in my lane. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started to really, really, you know, crank out as many designs as possible. And, and, um, yeah, I think it really, really helps to get in early. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely does. Chris is an early adopter. Chris is a visionary when it comes to this stuff. He's like, he's got a sense for it, right? He's always like, this is the next thing. I mean, and when I, I'm, I'm with Chris a lot. And when he's talking, you know, everybody's leaning in a little bit closer to say, okay, <laughs> what's he talking about now? It's like, and it's almost like a Gary V kind of thing. He's just paying attention. It's not like he's omniscient or anything like that. Yeah. He's just paying attention where we're so busy in the noise. I mean, I think that's one of the hard parts for people, isn't it? Because oh, exactly. they, they're going to hear you talk about the magic of merch and how much money you're making on merch and how, you know, you basically been able to kind of walk away from FBA mm-hmm. and you're not worried about um, restrictions or you're not worried about getting ungated in a particular thing today, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They're going to hear that and they're going to be like, oh my God, that's what I need to do. The problem is they have all the noise of Q4 going on like you yeah. were talking about. And so I, I I think it's very difficult to serve the multiple masters. Is that fair? Oh, yeah, totally. Because hmm. there's, there's, so, there's so much opportunity out there. And you're really trying to figure out what's, of course, what you ultimately like to do, um, but what's also going to bring you money. And, and FBA was, I mean, I love doing FBA and, and sourcing, but I think merch is just a totally different opportunity. Of course, no no sourcing, no shipping, no products. And, and I get to do, you know, designs and it which was, is what you love. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was just a perfect opportunity at the right time to also take action because, you know, YouTubers, they do give out info, but not everybody's going to take action. And, and there was less than 10%, less oh, yeah, than 10% totally. take action. Yeah. And those, and there was over a hundred people watching the live stream when Chris was doing the interview and I was like, I need to sign up right now. And some of the people that I knew watched it were like, I didn't sign up. No, well, why didn't you sign up? You were watching when I was watching. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want to take action, but not everybody does. Well, you know, here's the other thing, though, I would say to you is that you're taking action early on getting an FBA. Well, starting on eBay and then getting an FBA mm-hmm. then allows you to when these lanes, when well, when these opportunities come along, you're prepared, right? Was that luck, yeah. you know, opportunity and preparation meet? I mean, that's what happens, right? If you would have just heard merch and you didn't even know how to sell on Amazon or how to even get an account, you'd be in a different position, right? You'd be one yeah, of those totally. techie or those creative artist guys like, oh, my God, how do I do this, right? <laughs> so so I think there's that's the first lesson I would take away from it is, A, get in early on just doing a side hustle learning because mm-hmm. it might not be the thing that you end up doing. I mean, think about it. When you got into it, especially when you found FBA, you had all the excitement, all the enthusiasm. Oh, my God, this is a, this is so much better than eBay. I don't have to create a listing. I can just list, right? Yeah. And, but even that gets old after a period of time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so totally. being prepared, yeah. Okay, so so you you get into eBay. Did you have a lane that you were focused on when you were when you were rocking eBay when you first started? Um, when I first started, I did just some of the sports cards. After that, I kind of just went away from eBay for a little bit because I was in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, or actually, I was in high school at the time. So in high school, my senior year, I started to sell McFarlane sports figures. Do you remember oh, those? Cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. I sell them all the time. I still okay. have a warehouse full of them. So, <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So what I did was I would I would customize them and repaint them into another player. No. Yeah. You're one of those guys. Yeah, and so I did that in uh, That's senior awesome. year. Yeah, in senior year in high school, I did that, and I was selling. Um, so the first one I made 
Um, it was like this uh, wide receiver for the Raiders, Ronald Curry. He made like a one-handed catch like in the snow. And I was like, I'm going to make that and put like, you know, kind of look like it's, it's snow and, and different background and stuff. Um, and so that one sold for 160 Wait, no, wait. Let's pause yeah. a second on that because that's <laughs> worth stopping because okay. I think of the Toy Fair – the uh-huh. coolest part of the toy for, for me is actually seeing what they can do to a Barbie or what they can do to – they take and they do what you're describing. They make them incredible, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so you took an item that was probably worth, what, 15 bucks, 15 to $19? <laughs> the, uh, yeah, at the time they were like nine ninety nine. And Okay, so yeah. nine ninety nine. You took an uh-huh. item that was nine ninety nine. took your skill set, something you love apparently, right? Uh-huh. You're A, it's some sport you love, mm-hmm. and it's something you can do. You saw this. I mean, did you? are you like one of those guys that looks at a rock and sees the image of what's in the rock? <laughs> Is that, when you looked at that image, did you see that? Or did I'll you have to? Yeah, it was almost like an opportunity, like this is something that, not really is really out there. I need to do something that I like and something that hasn't really been seen. So I was like, you know what? I, I it's because I always see like Tom Brady. I'm a Dolphins fan, so for me to see Tom Brady over and over again, I can't stand it. But when I saw like oh another Tom Brady figure, another one, I was like, what about the players that don't get recognition? Oh, I'm cool. pretty sure some people are gonna want them, and and that's what happened. The first one um sold for you know 160 dollars, but what's kind of funny though is like this player's agent was the one that ended up buying it. No kidding! <laughs> yeah. oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was really really cool, and and I started to really do those more and more and more, and um, most of them were selling like 60 here or 50 here, and and it was really you know I could, I just loved repainting them and customizing them. And at the time, that was I was, I was kind of getting into college, and I was like, I don't know, I really want to go to college. But um, I was like, you know what? As my parents really wanted me to go, I was already maybe like a year in. I was like, let me just finish college wise. Do you so, think that that's potential is still there? I mean, do you? I mean, and I, I would say the answer is going to be yeah, duh, Steve, yes, because <laughs> when you go to the toy fair and they're selling those figures for two thousand dollars, right? Some of those really crazy artist stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but but somebody who's listening to this, I mean, this is a, another way of thinking about. It. You're basically taking, and you know, you're really niching down to that true collector who loves that, right? That yeah. re- that authenticity, and yet you, as an artist, still get to be that. So, is that opportunity still available today? Oh, I think I think I researched it maybe like eight months ago, and there were some people doing some some customized figures of of some of the newer players and every year there's new rookies or free agents go to new teams. So it's almost like new opportunities every year. If you did want to do something like that. I think of, um, there's a, a fellow, um, I haven't had him on yet. Um, who custom does custom Lego minifigs. Oh, nice. and I mean, think about it, right. It's, it's just, he could do one of you, right. I mean, he yeah. can do anything he wants and it's all the technique and stuff like that, but it, it's just such a cool opportunity um, because he can take his skill set and marry it up to a desire. And I mean, it, that world is still available. Somebody would say, wait, you know, uh, Glenn, I'm, I'm too late. I missed it. <laughs> think that's yeah. true? I don't think so. I think, I think it's also, I think the opportunity is definitely there. And maybe you can even expand upon that. And, and maybe you can do, I mean, there's other figures for, um, you know, McFarland stuff that they do have, hockey and basketball. If you can do multiple ones, I was mostly just concentrating on football. Um, but there's other ones too. And, and also just different other uh, types of figures too, Funkos and stuff. I mean, who knows? 
Yeah, there's no the the uh, sky is what you see is a nine dollar and ninety nine cent. Oh, there's no profit to be made. Or <laughs> you sold it for one hundred and sixty dollars. I think there was a little bit of profit in there. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That's a that's a cool story. I, I'm probably going to use that one because again, it's another technique, another way of looking. You know, and I guess I, let me say this: that's a perspective issue. How many people looked at that figure like me would have scanned it and said, "No profit, move on. No yeah. profit, move on." <laughs> that perspective. Um, where does that come from? I mean, where did where did you dig in to find that? I mean, was it just desire or I mean, did you know it was going to sell? Did you research it up front or did you kind of go on faith? Um, I did a little research on it, um, but I really didn't see a lot, a lot of people doing it. Um, and mm. it was my thing, I guess, just being like, you know, a sports fan, I just kind of figured like, you know, why don't I see certain other teams out there? Maybe because they're a small market team, like, I don't know, might have been like the Browns or something or compared to, you know, the Cowboys. Everybody likes Cowboys and they come out more and more. And I was just kind of wondering, like, you know, I know there's fans for every team. Someone right. has to love some of these things. And there's new, there's new high school fans. And, I mean, there's oh, yeah, fans totally. at every level. And so so I think I think the answer is you just have to when when you said when I went looking for it and I saw there wasn't any there there, that's when the bell should be going off saying, yeah. Hmm, I have a desire for it. I can't find it. So therefore, there are other like-minded people. I'm going to go and do yeah. it. And I think that's a lesson. Hmm. Okay, so you uh, you start selling those things. Things are going <laughs> okay. You go to school. Um, I mean, were you selling textbooks or buying textbooks and stuff for yourself uh, to because you had this skill set of knowing how eBay works? Um, at the time, when I started going to school, I wasn't really doing the figures anymore because of time. And then I started and then I got a job. I was working at Toys R Us. Um, I know. <laughs> and that's where, um, you know, I got to really see firsthand resellers and maybe some of the deals that they get and oh. who they know and managers. And I mean, do you know <laughs> some of those people today? Oh, yeah. You, I still do. You I, really? I see them around. Um even some of the resellers that were there during that time. And a lot of the times it was like WWE action figures that was, you know, that were selling, of course, the McFarlane figures. Um, it was kind of a different time. I think during it was maybe mid two thousands or okay. early two thousands. So it was a little bit different, but, but you saw it and you saw them doing yeah. it and making money and you're like, Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, were you able to buy and sell on your own? Um, I was able to do a little bit on eBay at the time, and I was getting like a small store discount. But um, I think I was just mostly focused on, okay, I'll make my money here. But I really just wanted to just kind of get out of school. Like I was taking more courses. I was I was going during the summer, and um, I really just wanted to finish school. I think that was like my main priority. So a lot of the reselling stuff just kind of went in. I did a little bit, but not really enough to to build upon probably. You know, I wonder if that's a clue, um, fast forward to today, where you enjoy the merch side much more, that part of the business, much more than the Amazon, the FBA side. I wonder if that's a clue that, that you know, yeah, you could do it and it's neat, but it's not your love. Yeah. Yeah, Hmm. totally makes sense. Hmm. Okay, so so we're going forward. Uh, You're working at Toys R Us in this great, lustrous career, (laughs) and uh, you're going to school. And did you graduate uh, at that point and think about the 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 next level? I mean, you're working at school, but I mean, uh, did you think about the future? 
I think it's that's why I think they target you know people around our age during that time in college because you're almost like what am I going to do with my life? I'm really right. not really sure. It's like the perfect you know like we said perfect target to <laughs> to get them to go to school and figure out career wise. So I quit Toys R Us. I worked part time at the university, and then that's what led me to the career. And and when I was there, I just I I couldn't I couldn't really handle the student loans with trying to eventually, you know, eventually I want to buy a house or I want to do things. And I was just so, I was just in this hole that I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. And I had a friend that he was going to get married soon. And he was also had student loans. And, and it's almost like he called me at the same time that I'd already been kind of thinking about it. Cause I'd passed by a garage sale and I was like, well, I just stopped to kind of see what they have. Um, you know, I still had like that eBay knowledge into me. I just hadn't really, I guess, touched upon it in a good while, but I went, I really didn't find much, but I was like, you know, there's a lot of those opportunities here. My friend called me, he's like, want to start going to garage sales? And I was like, let's start, you know, next Saturday, Magic. 5 a.m. Yeah. And it's, it's weird that you're both on that same wavelength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it was weird. Like I, I've known him since high school. He's still a great friend of mine right now. And, and he was just kind of at the same level. We just had these student loans and trying to figure life out and, He's like, you want to go? And I was like, yeah. So 5 a.m. I went straight to his house every Saturday and and uh, garage sale time it went. <laughs> well, and, and going together, and I think this is another good tip for somebody, going together um, I think is so much more fun than going oh, yeah. by yourself. And I know, yes, you can we, – we do this a lot. when we, I go to trade shows a lot, and I'll go with somebody. I'll be like, hey, let's go in on a deal together. I don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't need it all. <laughs> and to me, it's more fun, and especially, um, I think of the last trade show. One of the guys, he handled the ordering. They shipped it to my warehouse. I did the prepping. Um, the boom, and I paid him right up front. You know what I mean? I don't charge mm-hmm. him for the, the prep thing. It's cool. It's like give and take. You know what I mean? But it's so awesome when it sells because we're celebrating together. Yeah, now, exactly. that, To me, that's much more fun. And the other thing, I think, is that you learn more, right? So what was what your skill set was, what was his skill set? Um, he knew a little bit more about the research part, like going through completed listings and seeing That's what was awesome. going on. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even know anything with with uh, researching in that part of the app. And then um, I knew more of maybe like the sports type of stuff. He knew more of maybe like the video games. So we kind of combined that knowledge. And at the time, that's where uh, people that really didn't know about, you know, N64 games had come back and retro gaming had come back. It was still kind of like there, but not really you know, full blown yet. So we would, we would resell a lot of video games. So you guys killed it. And you, yeah. he gave you that skill set. He transferred that to you Yeah, and, and you to him with what you knew. I think that mm-hmm. that's powerful. Hmm. Yeah. It was, it was really cool to bounce those ideas back and forth and have another person that's, you know, kind of held you accountable and, and you guys can kind of like both motivate each other and find and yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. I always think when I watch Chris uh, Dupuy and his brother Emerson, when they're out there together, you could see, but that's a love. I mean, you know what I mean? They tease each other, but that's a deep love that goes on, you know, a different level relationship. You know, I know they're brothers, but it gets to a different place because they're they're encouraging each other. I agree with you. I mean, it's very cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so uh, you're you're hitting it. You're now making a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. Did did you feel? You know, those first couple sales, was it, you know, was it $50, $100? What was it that got you to, ah, I see a B plan? Um, I think it was one of the video games. I started to, like, combine, um, you know, systems with the right games. 
Um, so those were selling really, really good. So it was like, okay, 120 here or 140 here. And then um, we would start looking for certain items, coach purses we were selling quite a nice. bit. And then we started just finding, you know, those weird items. So at one garage sale, um, this guy was selling these Disney statues. It was um, it was like a Mickey Mouse one, and then he had a Dumbo one as well. And they looked really, really nice. Uh, you know, small little cracks here and there, but as far as the uh, craftsmanship, they were they were awesome. And I was like, how much does he want for them? He said he wanted um, forty each. We talked him down to twenty each. <laughs> These things were pretty big. And sure enough, they got them at the. Uh, we had a Disney store here at the mall. And they have these kind of like statues in the corners. They used to have like a huge display in the front. Oh, neat. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where they came from. Um, and so we, we, we sold, we, well, we listed both of them. They're extremely heavy. And um, I believe the Dumbo one sold for like 2000 And then. Oh, and then, my goodness. Yeah. And then the Mickey one was like, I think, eight, no, I think it was like 1200 I think what we sold that one for. Wow. Yeah. So you come across these home runs. And, of course, those keep you going. So I'm like, man, this is awesome. Um, I wasn't filming for YouTube or anything at the time. But that would have been a totally cool find to show it when we first saw it. And so that one was an awesome one. Another memorable one was um, Snapback Caps. So at the mm -hmm. time, you know, a lot of vintage 90s. Um, hats were coming back, um, L.A. Raiders and Mighty Ducks and Charlotte Hornets. Now they're a full team again, but at the time they weren't. And so um, I saw some ladies selling these new vintage hats. They wanted a dollar a piece. I bought five of them. I tested out the market, wanted to make sure everything was cool. They were vintage and they were selling for 50 each. And I sold all five of them. So me and my friend, we went back to that house. We asked the lady, you know, what else do you have? Do you have a lot of these hats? We got a great deal on them. And she used to have a vintage, I guess, like sports stores, and no one really wanted them. She was kind of left with overstock. We ended up buying her out, and uh, we made about $10,000 on Oh, my goodness. Yeah, on the hats. <laughs> but that's isn't that the best part of if, if you if you approach it not as a business, like when you were doing it as a side hustle, isn't that the best part of eBay? When oh, it doesn't yeah. feel like a job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. When it, when it's a thrill of the hunt and you're excited and and you find these things, yeah, it just it just you just keep going and it's exciting every single time. Now the 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 downside of that is it can get beyond you. Buying is great, but selling is really important, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And so you 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 know you could buy, and I have a warehouse full of uh, regrets, you know. And you have to sit back and say, wait, I need a process and that. Yeah. So how did you figure that piece out? How did you figure out how to manage? You know, you're going to school, you're working, or I guess you're working, whichever way. It yeah. doesn't matter. Uh -huh. You were doing a lot. Mm -hmm. And then you're you're out there on Saturday buying, and you start buying scale. It sounds like you're getting uh -huh. some quantity. How do you start creating the process? How do you learn that, and then how do you refine it? Um, so that was probably, I guess, a little bit tougher because it came down to like time management, and I, it just kind of got to a point too with work wise. I was like, you know what? I'm still gonna do the very best that I can. I may not be enjoying it, but I'm just gonna do all of this. But as soon as I get out. I'm going to make a schedule and figure out what I want to do. So now that I added on thrifting and, and going to different stores, um, my job was like 30 minutes away and I hated traffic and waiting in that. And sometimes it was an hour in traffic. So when I was on the west side of town where my job was now, right after work, I'm going to go straight to these stores on the west side of town. Mm. And then once I get back to the east side of town, 
I'll be back at home. Now I can figure out about taking pictures or listing. Saturdays, I know I can do more of the garage sale type of hunting. Um, so now it's kind of figure out, okay, what's what's my plan? How can I work this out sourcing-wise? And then selling-wise, the time that I know I can't go sourcing, I know I can go full on on taking pictures, on listing, and making sure I have the shipping. And shipping worked out because at the university – they have a post office there, so I can just take it with me every morning. That's awesome. Yeah, and then at lunch, I can just drop it off. <laughs> I think that efficiency is so smart. Every time you do something, it's intentional. And I think when you get to that place, it, you were describing when you get out, you were enthusiastic going to those stores. Was mm-hmm. that the most? Is that the point when you knew that this life wasn't going to be for you, this other life yeah. was? I knew I knew it wasn't going to be for me, and at the same time, I think just different things happened at the same, you know, at the same point of time. Like um, I, I was almost done already paying. Well, I wasn't almost done, but I, I'd, I'd paid quite a bit of the student loans already. I love this side hustle. I'd have been a couple of years into it already, so I kind of proved that I could do it. And I wasn't, I wasn't really like crazy to quit now, now, now. I was, I was patient with it, and I built it up, and I was happy with that. And at the same time, work wise. We got like a standard 3% raise. I wasn't too thrilled about that. And then they told me how they were going to hire, well, it's going to be technically my fourth boss. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, it's it's time for me to make a change and, and to get out of this. I just had this interview with someone. We were talking about that point when your attitude changes. And it's mm-hmm. not a negative. It's a positive. Mm-hmm. When you realize you have a B plan, it's almost like an I don't want to use this phrase, like an FU kind of thing. You know what I mean? And not in a negative way. Not like you yeah. give up on your other job. But then all of a sudden you go in because you have a purpose. Like for me, and I described it where I was looking for an early retirement, for you it was to get you to where you want to go. There's a place, there's a point when this business will you'll that switch will go on for you. Yeah. Man, and then that negative situation you were in, you could stomach it because you realize that there's an end to it. Exactly. That's a very cool place. And so for those of people that are listening that are still in it, and we've been there, both have been there. I've been there. I was there for a long, long time. Um, It's an awesome thing that will come to you. And when it does, embrace it. Because, man, when you get on the other side of it, it's like, this is awesome. Because you realize that you have a B plan. How many of your friends – well, we already talked about this. How many of your friends, right, (laughs) still playing their student loans and still – they don't have a B plan, right? That's yeah. which is really scary. I saw somebody post the other day that they were working at a place for 19 plus years, and they kind of stepped away from Amazon because they were working at their job and things were going great. And it was a, a young woman, and she said that she got notice, um, two weeks notice, that they're eliminating her job for technology. And so now think about that, right? Yeah, that's if she has a B plan at least. But what about the coworker next to him? What are they going to do? Yeah, and and. And and going back, I think when it when it you'll know when it's time to go full time when your time is ready. But really be patient and really know that you can do this on the side and you've you've built it up, you've proven yourself. I have a lot of people that that email and I'll tell them I'll even talk to you on the phone and they're like, you know, I, I love this merch thing. I made a couple of hundred bucks. I want to quit my job. I want to do this. I'm like, hold, you know, hold on a little bit. And like, you know, I know it's exciting. But at the same time, you, you're going to know when it's time to, to walk away from something like that. But don't put yourself also in the position. You know, I had one check a month on my full-time job, and I thought to myself all the time, if this goes away, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Right. And 
And it could happen. It could happen with Amazon. They could all of a sudden, hey, you're restricted. You can't sell here anymore. What's your backup plan? And the same thing goes if you're a full-time employee at a job that you've been working for 19 years, one day to the next, hey, you can't work here anymore. So there's, it could happen on both sides. Well, do you think that eBay for you is your B plan to your merch business now? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, definitely, it's like your side uh, hustle. Mm-hmm. It's your side hustle again. Yeah. And and now I've added on. So I didn't I didn't start any YouTube stuff until after I was done paying off my student loans because now I felt I could give back in a certain way and I felt like I've I've proven myself that I've known uh, I guess how to build and how to do something with eBay and make that extra money. So um, it probably would have been cool, like Gary V says, to show the uh, I guess the process of maybe like, hey, I'm going to start you know finding stuff at garage sales and pay off my student loans. But instead I did it the opposite to where instead of showing my journey, I did it afterwards where, Hey, I know what I'm kind of doing now. I feel I can give back. So I started to do the YouTube channel um, and then started adding that on to, of course, merch and, and eBay and, and everything. So, but yet you could rest on your laurels and just get in the merch lane and just stay there. Yeah. You still choose to. And I think that's the lesson, right? Mm-hmm. Now you're being patient about that. You're keeping – you're not ready to give up on it, A, because it's fun, right, as mm-hmm. you described, especially if you can find more statues. You know, some. I, 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 here's my big regret. Um, it was on Craigslist one time, and it was a Star Wars Millennium Falcon, the big ones that they hung oh, up in yeah, Toys R Us. And the guy's like, Steve, I was going to buy it. And he's like, do you realize how big this thing is? And I'm like, well, you know, it was like five, five or six hundred dollars. I'm like, eh, and I passed on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where am I going to put this thing? And I now I want it hanging in my warehouse, right? <laughs> now it's probably worth, you know, how many thousand? But it's just like those opportunities come, and yeah. so that part of it. And so the fact that you still have that, I think, is a good lesson. So you know, you're branching out in other things, you're doing other things, but you're keeping your toe in where you can go nice and steady, right? Because yeah. let's face it, that's good, steady. I call it foundational. Our eBay, everybody thinks I'm crazy because we have a large eBay business, but I call it foundation. It pays for our rent. It pays for all our expenses. Exactly. 100%. We own 100% of our inventory, and so it, it, it pays for 100% of our expenses. And so that's a nice place. You can make different decisions and different choices. Yeah, totally. Let's walk through mm-hmm. merch. Let's okay. walk through merch. So Chris gets you started. You get excited. You sign up early on. You are an early adopter. You already knew how to do, I mean, most of it, right? I mean, you're a graphic artist. So mm-hmm. that part of it, it was easy. You didn't have that learning curve no. other than – where's the creativity, though, come from? I mean, how many? what tier are you at now? Uh, right now I'm at 8,000. Okay, so you're at 8,000. How many live designs do you have? Um, I have about 2,500. 2500 mm-hmm. and I don't know whether you have help helping you get them you know with VAs and stuff but it, do you run out of creativity I don't run out of creativity I kind of run out of I guess time wise because I, I do oh, want to okay. do so much but I do love that's one of the hardest part and it's probably like one of the uh, I guess weakness I have right now is the outsourcing part because uh, when you love to do things, it's kind of hard to let it go more and more. And I love doing the design part, but at the same time, I love doing editing and stuff for YouTube and kind of have that creativity video part wise. And then I also love sourcing for eBay. <laughs> so it, it's 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 a it's a hard balance. But when it comes to that, um, I just love doing that part and and designing and creativity not so much because I see different shirts on there and I figure out how can I make it better? How can I do it my own style? How can I, um, you know, they might have the right keywords, but I definitely feel I can excel on the design part. 
So so that's where you do a lot of your mining is right off of Merch itself and looking and seeing, hey, yeah, they, that's a good idea, but it's not all the way. Let me take it to the real capacity yeah. or the real potential. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now, do you use an account manager at all? Um, no, I don't. Uh-uh. Okay, so I do, and Ashley is mine, and okay. she is awesome, and um, and so uh, I get my my designs from elsewhere. Okay, but she just manages my account, and that's an option that if somebody's ever considering, you know, you, hey, you can private message me, and I'll, I'll walk you through how I do it. Um, but it it's taken that that piece of it, the time piece that I'm not willing to give up. Yeah, that's really helped me now. 2,500 is a pretty serious quantity. <laughs> it's impressive that you're able to manage that and do all the other things that you're doing because that's, that's an enormous uh, – I mean, how many shirts are you uh, – new designs are you putting up a week? Um, when I was really trying to build it up in the first maybe like six to eight months, I was doing 100 – I was trying to do 100 designs a week. That was like my wow. main goal. Yeah. And then wow. – Yeah, now it's kind of gone – uh, it's like up and down depending. I try to do more of quantity wise, like on a certain niche, so I can do more bulk listing. Right. Um, right. So that helps me more try to crank out more designs and get them listed quicker um, than what I was doing before. Well, let, let's talk about that because it sounds to me like you've figured out processes as it, you know, you've been selling for a while. Mm-hmm. So you get to that, you know, and you scaled. And so then you pull back and you say, okay, this is the part I like. This is the part that works, the 80-20, right? You, you've narrowed it down. Let's walk through somebody who's new to it, right? So, A, they got to get approved, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know I don't know that they're approving anyone during the fourth quarter, right? Mm-hmm. I think they, they pulled back and they're not. But let's January they're going to again. So you get on the list, right? Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. What's your advice for somebody who wants to get started in merch? How how what's the best advice you could give for somebody who wants to get started and to and to temper where they're going so they can get the most uh, bang for their buck? I'd probably say the first thing you're going to want to decide is if you want to do the designs yourself or if you want to outsource. I almost think that's like the number one decision to make because you're going to have to figure out where you want to go from there. And if you do want to outsource, now you can go into the other mode to find designers and find how that you're going to do that. If you want to do designs yourself, do you want to learn Adobe Illustrator? Do you want to learn other platforms to figure out how to do the design? And maybe you like the design part and you want to do it. Maybe you just hate the design part. You don't know what you're doing. You think uh, you know your shirts don't look that good. Then you can do the outsourcing, but you're going to have to decide, you know, from even that first 10, what you want to do. And and so that's using a company where you pay for their services, right? Mm-hmm. And Or or hire VAs. Uh-huh, exactly. I mean, you can go on Upwork or wherever you want or go to, you know, uh, uh, FreeUp is one that I recommend, uh-huh. um, um, that Nathan Hirsch's company. You can use them. And so you can find uh, designers through those services. Uh-huh. And uh, EPS is another one. I don't want to forget. I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, I know so many people. I, I don't want to forget them. There's a lot of options. Yeah. Um, look up Brianna Moore Green if you're interested. She has a service that they offer. Uh, Matt Cartlett offers a service. Uh-huh. Um, Brendan Sullivan offers a service. There's a bunch of different people. And so when you have one of those services, you got to pay for it. Now, they're not guaranteed winners. Yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, there's, it's, it's expensive. Yeah. I mean, I'm a guy who pays. It's it's expensive. Um, however, you know, as you say, I mean, I don't want to learn that. That's something that you went to school for yeah. and it was natural for you, right? You're uh-huh. good at it. It's easy. That part I'm not willing to, to learn because I don't – A, I don't think I have the design element in me. Yeah, and not everybody does, and I think that's perfectly fine because I've seen some people that have learned – 
um, Illustrator and, and Adobe products just because they were so interested in merch. And then I've seen other people that are doing really, really well from outsourcing. So I've seen both sides. And and my bet is the ones that we don't notice are the ones that got the Adobe Illustrator and paid all that money and don't use it. <laughs> yeah, and that's because yeah. yeah, I mean because then they realize oh this is hard or a or it's not interesting to me. Probably it's not that they couldn't do it. It's just not interesting to yeah. them. So you know figuring that out that's a that's a good a piece of advice because there's free stuff you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to go all in for Illustrator until you're ready to. I mean you can do some. There's some free tools out there you can use. And then you can see, well, I'm not. This doesn't really excite me. Okay, great. Outsource, and then yeah. you can do it. You have to build a business model if you're going to outsource, right? Uh-huh. It, it, just like you have to build a time model if you're going to insource, right? Exactly. Yeah, you have, really have to figure out um, and and figure out the designers you do like. May some of them may not work out, but some of them will, and you'll know the ones that that do high quality work. Well, you learn something from each of them, no matter what. Even uh-huh. if their work isn't that great, right? You learn something. Yeah. Totally. Good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. I mean, sometimes it's bad. Yeah. Have you been able to uh, – well, I guess you have, right? You're able to take somebody's crappy design <laughs> and make it a good idea. Yeah, that, right? that's what I like. And I like to, I see them I see them every day. Today I was just doing some research too this morning and I'm ready to excel in some Christmas designs that – I've gotten most of them in. Um, they've been in for the last couple of weeks, but I know I can build upon some of the ones that, that I see on there right now. So I'm trying to do that. And and um, so my regular account, I have 8,000 tier. I've built that up um, and I've made good money from that. But at the same time, I also had a friend that was struggling 10 tier, didn't sell any shirts. And so I made a, a deal with him and I told him, you know what, let's get something going. Um, let's go half and half on your account. And, you know, eventually we have to get everything going with the contract and everything, but 50-50. And, and um, so now I have full control of that account and building that up. So now that account, um, I just got tiered up to 25. I sold my first 10 shirts. And now I'm, I'm starting from, from scratch on a new account. And eventually I want to try to, I guess, handle multiple accounts if that's possible. Well, and, and that's a that's a good opportunity again to talk about it. What with with someone if they're interested in that and they're not that's not his lane mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. right and so um the fact that it isn't doesn't mean he's out of the game he can take a role in it so what what is his role other than having the account um so his role right now is not much until i can kind of really build it up a little bit i think once we get to the 100 tier then we can kind of figure out um what he's going to do because i'm going to be adding more shirts and so what he's going to do on um, probably on his part is to put in more of the uh and his money to outsource to get more designs on his side. So I can supply okay. 25 designs. He has to supply 25 designs, but he's going to have to outsource them. So, But that's okay mm-hmm. because you both benefit, right? Exactly. So he's got a – his cost is going to be higher than yours, uh-huh. but your cost is – really high because it's your personal time. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so that's a real high – well, I mean, it, there's value there, mm-hmm. right? We shouldn't downplay that because that comes at the cost of something else, right? Yeah. But I love the fact that that doesn't make him out of the game. Exactly. You win and he wins. And I just – I think – plus, isn't it more fun? I guess we're back to that discussion. How cool is it when you guys – is he excited and when you get excited? I mean, it's, yeah. it's got to be cool again, yeah, right? Yeah, he was excited just from the idea because, I mean, he came over. We talked about it, and he's like, yeah, you know, let's do this, and, and, and we can build upon it. Because, yeah, he was frustrated with it, but, you know, I know that I could definitely take it to another level. So he was he was excited about it and still is, so – 
are you excited about it? Though? Oh, yeah. To me, again, this goes back to that conversation. You could garage sale by yourself and have incredible success, uh-huh. but it's a lonely, lonely world. Yeah. Or you can go with a friend and you guys can just be goofballs and just have fun. And then it doesn't feel like work at all. Because I imagine even in the merch world, designing gets to be lonely sometimes, right? Yeah, it does get a little lonely. And that's part of, I think, what eBay kind of helps me to go source because there's sometimes too where I'm like, I really just don't want to sit here and design in something. Maybe I'm just not feeling it today. Maybe I, I designed heavily yesterday. Now I get to mix in some sourcing. And, and I think you really need that balance too if you're one of those people that need to do different things. And if you can't sit there on the computer, yeah, definitely get out there and mix it in with some other some other platforms. What percentage of your revenue comes from eBay now, would you say? Um, from eBay, I'd probably say maybe probably say maybe about 25%. Wow, that's yeah. higher than I would have thought. Yeah. So that's that's pretty significant. Yeah. So you're giving it a pretty good run because you make a lot of money on merch. So you're giving it a pretty good run. Yeah, I'm getting a pretty good run for, for that. I think 25% that, 50% from merch. Um, and then the other ones get divided. I help my family business a little bit. Um, I do that in the mornings. I'm like semi part time. Um, so they still pay me from, from doing that. And then eBay, I mean, from uh, YouTube, then I get paid monthly on that, but that's probably another 10% or something. So you're putting in all this extra effort, way more than what you were doing when you were working at the college, (laughs) but, but which is more rewarding. Oh, this is, it's a totally different feeling. And, and it's just, you know, when people, I get just different emails, you know, thanks for helping me doing this. And just going to different conferences and seminars and stuff, kind of like what you talked about with Stephanie. And I did a presentation for them in Dallas and, and for people that are like, you know, thanks for helping me on this and, and meeting people like that's, a, that's different from money. Like that's a totally different feeling that not everyone's ever going to feel. But it's so rewarding yeah, when you get that note that says, hey, and what we were talking about was in the pre-call was Stephanie Inge, um, who has the Dallas meetup group. Uh, Glenn had spoken there. And uh, to me, giving back, right, uh-huh. and you had no expectation. You went there and you gave because she was like, oh, yeah, he came and he actually came and talked yeah. <laughs> and they got a lot from it. But giving back is the reward, yeah. isn't it? I mean, that's really when it comes down to it. That's the reward. Yeah. Um, and you don't get that. Not that I'm complaining about the college job. I mean, it's very nice, but you don't get that there. Yeah, and Chris you Green didn't have to raise. give back in either, and he gave back by just mentioning this new exciting platform that he felt was going to be the next biggest thing, and he gave back, and then I learned from that, and then now I can give back, and I think that's the beauty of the whole thing. I think so, too, and I, I think you're a perfect example of somebody who's multiple streams, uh, not limited, but again, I would go back to you taking – you know, football figures and making them and seeing multiple. I'm telling you, that's a that's a talent that you can see money in that way. Okay, so let's do this. I want to help advance people. Um, I think the lesson that you have, you have figured out how to take and enjoy what you're doing. You didn't fail an FBA. No, Uh you just said, eh, (laughs) not my thing. Right. Which is cool. Uh The fact that you did figure out that it's not your thing yet, you learn something and then you're able to apply it. I mean, like I said, you might not have heard about merch for another two or three years had you not been in the FBA mm-hmm. world and heard Chris Green. You know what I yeah. mean? It could be two to three years down the road, and then you'd be like, oh, what's this merch thing? And here, <laughs> seven years in. But the fact that you were an early adopter because you were in, to me, is the coolest part of the story. And that everyone in this game right now, 
you know, I, I always say that Andy Simons always says this, what, what about 15% of retail now is done online, maybe it's up to 20, mm-hmm. but we're in the beginning stages of it, right? Yeah. I mean, we're just in the birthing stage. So if you're coming into this business now, you're still early. Oh, right? yeah. You're still early. So get in and learn and pay your dues. Yeah. Everybody's paid their dues, you know? I mean, we've all gone through the misery, you know, it's not you know, unicorns and rainbows all the time. It happens, you know? Yeah. It, it was, it's only like two years old and, and, and merch, they haven't even added any new products besides, oh, they added long sleeve, but they haven't added. Yeah. Any, I just got my, yeah. I sold my first long sleeve nice. yesterday and it was like, awesome. I'm like, that's awesome. But they haven't even gotten like touched the surface yet on all the other stuff that they're going to eventually add on, you know, as they keep growing this platform. So it's still very, very new and and I, I struggled even in the first couple of months trying to get things going and figuring out, hey, how can I build this? And finally, uh, so March 2016, I had made $3,200 on that first check, and then it just kept on building and building and building. Um, so last – What's your biggest? Give us your uh, biggest. My, my biggest – um, I was $200 short of $10,000 um, last December. Uh, no I was kidding. like, oh, man, I, I was almost there, but – um, I, my last check, the one I just got from October, um, just put me over a hundred thousand in, in paid royalties, um, all time for, for merch. So, um, a hundred thousand, how much inventory did you handle? <laughs> how many, how many times you go to the post office? Uh, yeah. how many, <laughs> yeah, you know, but think about that. You know, you've taken the best part of – here's another thing. When you were talking about, you know, they're just getting started, you're in the college scheme. That's where they buy the the uh, um, the tchotchkes, right? Yeah. Think of all those things that have that college logo on it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, all that crap in the store, <laughs> that stuff you're going to be selling through merch eventually, yeah. right? I mean, you're going to be selling coffee mugs and, you know, beer glasses and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah foam pieces. Right, it's coming. Yeah. And so the fact that you're in and you're early, oh, I love it. <laughs> you got me excited. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm jazzed. Okay, so let's help people get, get going. Okay. I want to get them past the point of stuck. Um, we can be e-commerce general. We could be eBay specific. We could be merch specific or FBA specific. You're multitasking. Okay. Um, or local game because you do some of that too. So it can be any of those. But I want to get people to go forward. I want to get them to take I mean, first, I'm going to start the first one. Let's do back and forth. Take action. Number one, yeah. take action. <laughs> All right, you're up for number two. Okay, and I, I'm, I'm probably going to just go deep into the merch part because I think a lot of people stuck. I'm okay with okay, that. Stuck in the 10 tier and the 25 tier, those are the hardest to, to I think, really break out of because you're, you're at the very lowest. You're trying to figure things out. Um, number, I mean, this isn't really anything huge until I get into the bigger part, but you have to read the terms and conditions. I get so many people that – they get their you know account terminated because they didn't read on things you can and cannot do. People, I can't just use just do it. <laughs> What's wrong with that, man? You, I can't. I, I oh man, I get so many of those, and I'm like, you have to just familiar yourself with with those rules and conditions. It's not the same as other platforms. Please do the research on that first. Um, okay, that's a good one. Yeah. All right, my I'm the third one. So. Uh, I'm I'm going to say is keep an eye on multiple streams. However, mm-hmm. don't get don't do the shiny object thing and try to do them all. Master one, move on to the next one. Yeah, I, I definitely agree on that one because that's how it was for eBay. I felt like I was very very comfortable in eBay. I knew what I was doing. Now I can add on FBA. FBA sold for about two years, but merch came along. 
Okay, now I want to master this, but unfortunately, I left FBA, uh, FBA behind. Well, something had to give, mm-hmm. exactly. right? Something has to give, yeah. and that's the cool part is you get to choose, though. Yeah. I mean, you had three options there to choose from. <laughs> to me, that's the coolest thing. Yeah, definitely. And All right, you're up. All right, so number, uh, I guess our number four, I would say, if you're stuck in the 10 tier, you know what, you've kind of read the conditions, you know the basics. Let's start getting deep into the research. Download the Amazon, uh, a DS Amazon Quick View Chrome extension. It's free. It's going to show you the BSRs for all of the shirts. You really want to see what's selling right now. What are people doing well on? And and just figuring out why are they selling? Is it the design? Is the design really, really good? Is it the keywords? Is it the pricing? Is the slogan clever um, or really just you know popular idea? Do the research on this and figure those things out because that's where you're going to have to start on the 10 tier. The outliers that are really doing well, they're executing all of those, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they're really doing good on all of them. Uh-huh, definitely. Right, right. And But does that mean you, uh, it, do you have to do good on all of them to get started? I don't think you do. I think even the keywords, I think if you have some of the basics – of the keywords on there. You're not stuffing and putting a bunch of things in there. Just some of the basics to get you in and people to notice it. I think you'll be fine. The design I think is, is really, really huge. And also the, the, the idea behind it. If it's something that Mm. people can, I don't know, familiarize themselves with, if it's just something that you came up with the top of your head, you think that's funny. There's no other shirts based off on that. I think it's going to be tougher that way. Hmm. I love it. Okay, so I think uh, the next one, number five, would be you're going to have to put the thousand hours in, right, yeah. to learn it, to master it. However, you can take shortcuts, i.e., you can outsource a piece mm-hmm. of it. So if a thousand hours is all of it, I might outsource 300 or 400 of those hours in the des- or maybe 500 of those hours in the design side by hiring designers as opposed to me doing that myself. Exactly. So you can outsource a certain part of it and still put your thousand hours in, but you're still going to have to pay for it either in time or money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right on point. Totally agree with that. <laughs> one. And I'll probably say my next one would be uh testing. Uh, everything goes with testing and it's trial and error. I know it's different when it comes to eBay. Maybe, okay, I lost a couple of bucks here. FBA, you, uh, you shipped something and you forgot to label it. You forgot to do this or something, but in this case, you're going to have to test to figure out what is working. And if you're going, let's say, 10 tier, I'd probably divide it. Maybe try to do five in one niche and five in another niche. Figure out, okay, well, the first shirt that sells, then go all in. That mm. one sold first. I like this niche. It's doing well right now. Let me um, get the other five out of there and go 10 all in on this one niche. We know it's selling. Now you can kind of build upon that. Mm, love it. All right. We're going to keep going, and I'm going to talk about networking. Okay. So we talked about it earlier on how it's so cool to go out and buy things with a partner, with a friend, but it's also equally just as good to get into this business with a friend, with someone else who can help hold you accountable. Hey, we got to get our 10 shirts up today. Hey, we got to get this done. Hey, and you can bounce off ideas off of each other. You know, there has to be an understanding. There has to be a level of trust to say, you know, hey, you know, uh, Glenn, I'm going to be working on the unicorns side of the business. Mm-hmm. That's my thing, my lane. And I would hope, you know, that there's a level of trust that you're not going to be in that and you're going to work on the peanut butter side or whatever yeah. it is. I, I don't 
don't know why I went to peanut butter. <laughs> I was thinking of a peanut. For some reason, I thought of a peanut. Anyway, but it, it's that. But doing it together and start rocking and rolling because guess what? Together, you and I are not one plus one equals two. We are three or four because there's going to be little tricks you're going to figure out. I'm going to be like, oh, I can't get this. And you're going to be like, oh, just do this. Oh. Yeah. And that power of that networking is so important, and this is such a great place to do it. Yeah. Totally agree on that one. And I'll probably say to, to follow up, um, is just to constantly be learning because you're at the mm. 10 tier, you're at the 25, even if something does work for you, um, it may not work for you at the 100 tier. It may not work for you after that. Once you're kind of building up, you're going to have to figure out. And not, not, not only that, once you have more slots open, you're going to have to figure out time-wise how you're going to fill up these slots, who you're going to hire, if you're going to hire, how are you going to do uh, and figure out time management and how you're going to do that. Um, but you're going to constantly be learning and trying new things. Um, but get into some of these you know, free Facebook groups. And, and we have a podcast, Merch Minds. We just talk about Merch by Amazon. There's other people that have YouTube videos. Constantly keep learning about this stuff. Love it. All right, my last one. And I was sitting there thinking about um, what I think somebody needs to do. If they've made it this far and this is something they're into and they see this as an opportunity and they, they, they can see themselves doing mm-hmm. it, then look past this. Look past it to say, hey, this is a big universe. This is going to be, A, a big you know, a big opportunity. But, you know, that's when you can start looking at the Etsy's and the Teesprings mm-hmm. and all the rest of these other options. There's a million of other things that you don't even know. When you start down these rabbit holes, all of a sudden you're going to be like, whoa, <laughs> you mean there's nine other mega sites that sell T-shirts? Yep. <laughs> if not more, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's a lot, there's of, a lot them. of them. And you never even heard of, but the whole most of them you've never heard of, but they're there. And then when you think about with the Etsy opportunity and all the rest of just know that there's a bigger picture and don't get enamored by it all. But just realize that you want to start, I, I, I describe it this way, a master garden plan, right? When you're having a house, a big piece of property, you get the plan developed. Yeah. And then you start working towards that plan. Everything you do is filling in towards that master plan. Well, that's what you want to do in this approach. Yeah, and to follow up on yours, um, I'm just going to go go in with, as Gary Vee would say, is patience because – you're mm-hmm. you're not going to make the quick money, especially on merch. It does take a while to really build up. But I think the same thing kind of goes through all the platforms that we've talked about with FBA and eBay. It's not going to happen overnight. You're going to have to keep working at it and just stay patient with it. And if you do want to eventually quit your job or something like that, you'll know when it's the right time. But keep side hustling, keep building that up and, and just stay patient with it. You'll You'll know. I love it. Oh, dude, I'm pumped. <laughs> now, it's exactly where I wanted to go because uh, those milestones, when you start putting those milestones in there and then you start hitting them, you can then accelerate it, but still don't go up too early. Be patient. I yeah. love it. Okay, so somebody has follow-up questions. What's the best way to get in touch with this? So we got the Merch Mind podcast, uh-huh. Merch Minds podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the YouTube channel? Um, Hustler Hacks on YouTube. Hustler and I'm going to have links to all okay. these. Um, the the Chrome extension again was what? Uh, DS Amazon Quick View. DS Amazon Quick View, and it's a Chrome extension. Uh-huh. Is that a, a paid for? Uh, it's free. Okay. Um, extension, um, and it's a Chrome extension, and that'll help you figure all those things out. So if somebody uh, they can reach you out at these other places. Um, is there an email or Facebook where somebody can follow up if they have more questions? Um, you can email me hustlerhacks the number one at gmail dot com. Um, you can also go to my website hustlerhacks dot com, and you can contact me through there. Either one. Okay. 
All right, I'm going to get that in there too. Dude, awesome. <laughs> now I understand why everybody was like, Steve, you've got to have Glenn. Uh, like everybody's telling me, I'm telling you about six people. Think about that. That's a that's a big statement. Yeah. I don't I don't know many other people that somebody has said. You know, six different people have said, oh, this person, you know, so <laughs> it's a pretty big statement. Dude, I, I really appreciate you taking the time um, and I wish you nothing but success. And I know you're going to have it. So awesome. oh, thanks. You as well. And thanks for just having me on. I was I was really, really excited when, when you sent me the message. I was like, man, I get to be on the podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. All right. Peace in your life. Take care. Man, what a great interview. Great guy. Uh, clearly knows what he's doing. Um, clearly has a plan. And again, I just love. Younger guys figuring this out, um, yeah, younger ladies, of course, and it just takes you a better place. So don't forget our sponsors, Scope from Seller Labs, amazing stuff. You've got to be using it. If you're not, you're missing out. I'm using it right now again on wholesale, and I know I say that a lot, but it's the truth because I do a lot of wholesale bundles and a bunch of wholesale stuff, so it's so useful, right? But then you got to get ready for Amazing Freedom. They're going to be launching the course soon, but they'll teach you to use a Scope and the other tools for keywords. Keywords are everything, right? And so finding out the keyword, what people are searching for, then you can go search for products. Uh, yes, you could do it that way. So I'll have links to that um, in upcoming episodes um, to get ready to launch. And Solutions for E-Commerce, Karen Locker, um, solutionsforecommerce.com slash momentum, save 50 bucks. She's saving me a ton of time. She's part of my team. Their whole team is part of our team. And man, what a great way to start out the new year. If you're not using a manager, um, and I just happen to like Karen because she's responsive for me, and she's proven it for the last two years, I guess I'm coming up on, and many others. Um, so works for me, uh, or a relationship works for me. I don't want to say it that way. Um, but it really makes it work really well. So ecommercemomentum.com. Take care.